Welcome, everybody, back to the Talking Gaming and Tech Podcast, where we're going to get into a number of tech topics and gaming topics, including the craziness that happened with GameStop stock, which is, yeah, nobody saw that coming. Reddit, but the Reddit <laughs> attack. Yeah, Reddit yeah. attack. We'll get into that, though. Um, we're also going to get into some official modding to Cyberpunk 2077. Skate 4 is possibly on its way. The first hint at the intel gpus are around the iris z uh and plex arcade subscription service is launching so we're gonna get into all those on the gaming side and over on the tech and slash pop culture side we're gonna get into the virgin hyperloop outlines uh, a new trailer from i guess in general from that studio uh we got some short little images of the new mortal kombat movie uh, including some other movies that are coming out soon. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is going to start filming. We'll get into that. Uh, OnePlus founder uh, Carl P. is starting a new business, and it has a very strange name. And Walmart, Walmart is adding a whole lot more robots. We're going to get into that as well. Not at store level, though. That's for their uh, other program. Oh, no, don't. Um, they're at their fulfillment centers. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. Fulfillment. Whatever that is. Fulfillment centers. <laughs> the fuck is a fulfillment center? I guess we'll get into that when we get to the topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what in the heck has everybody been doing since last week? Yakuza, like a dragon. Bullshit. You've been watching Yu Yu Hakusho and Seinfeld. Well, yeah, I watch a couple episodes every, <laughs> I watch a couple episodes every night. But you do know I get out of work mm-hmm. at one, Nate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would mean I have plenty of time to play Yakuza Like a Dragon. And I have been playing. So what do you work for? You work four to one or, it, or no, five to one? Hours have been, it's the uh, slow hours right now. Oh. So um, I go in at seven. I'm out at one. Next week, I'm going in at seven to two. And then the following week, I start six to two again. So Yuck. like they're fluctuating, but they're going back up. I just want I want to do ten hour days and three days off. Oh, dude, I would love to do that. Ugh. I should actually talk to Eric about that because he's the kind of person that would let me do like longer days and have three days off. I only get twenty four hours a week. Just let me work two and a half days. <laughs> just like the only question would be, would I be able to do? Because he would expect me to like do all the shit I do, and I get pretty exhausted by the end of the day when I'm killing myself back there. So if like if I'm like, oh, add two more hours every day to that, mm. uh, that'd be awesome though. I would really love to have three days off every week. Um, other than that, what else? But the watching Yu Yu Hakusho. I'm about to start the t- the Tagoro arc of fighting. Like, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. actual arc. I'm ha- I'm almost done with. I'll the talk arc. about what I've been watching on the media po- side of the podcast. Yeah. And oh, I've been watching at random when I'm bored, <laughs> like nonstop. Um, NPC man, and those uh, Viva La Dirt League videos. 
Oh yes, they're great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, NP, uh, Epic NPC Man's my favorite. Oh yep. Have you have you ever watched the Epic NPC Man ones? Yeah, the ones in uh, Honeywood or whatever the hell they call yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. The my favorite one so far was the one where this guy runs up and he keeps skipping all the dialogue. He's just like, yeah. skip, yep. skip. And the guy jumps forward with a knife and sticks it to his gut. And he's like, you will not skip, good sir. <laughs> you will listen to everything I have to say. And he's like threatening him. He's like, not if you agree. Good. I don't want to gut you. They're... Fucking... <laughs> Those guys are great. They're, they're literally, they're literally making a movie based on Balin. I think his name is Balin. The Fisherman. Oh, the one that's like, nice day for fishing. <laughs> nice day for fishing. Yeah, they're making a movie they based do, on that. They you know they a... do D&D, dude? Yeah, I know. But I don't really like it because it's only 20 minutes and it's not really D&D. Uh, I, like wish, I wish they did more of the acting part of it. I wish they just straight up went D&D, but played the characters like like Critical Role, but play those characters. But the, the show is great. I, yeah, I yeah. enjoy... I thoroughly enjoy freaking epic NPC man. Yeah, there was the new one is like he go to a different city and it's Darkwood. Oh, I just saw that one. Oh, that was funny because he's like <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the <same> <laughs> <thing> <laughs> they're, all, they're all like crazy and assholes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I like when they screw over the the vendors too. He's like, my kid is literally dying. <laughs> and, oh, breastplate of Aglamon, four hundred thousand dollars. I guess I don't need both kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's selling all of the shit to him. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir, buy a piece of fruit. <laughs> he's like, okay, I'll buy this apple. Thank uh, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're funny as hell. I love. Oh, they're great. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked at how funny those. Their PUBG are. ones are really good too. Oh, the PUBG ones are freaking ridiculous and some of them are just so true that's it just relates that's why yeah if you play PUBG, oh yeah and i've been playing a lot of PUBG. uh got a chicken dinner today got one two days ago i only play like four or five games a day but yeah not bad making a top 10 like every time now picking up kills every game the only thing gaming really i've been watching uh a lot of raft like uh sips has been playing rap uh, raft <laughs> I don't know what the it's basically is. it's a sur- one of those survival games. It's kind of like Minecraft, but you're in the middle Maybe of the ocean. Gotcha. You're in the middle of the ocean, and they're, uh, the game has really expanded a lot since it first came out. So it's pretty neat. And it, it, it is multiplayer. Hmm. Trying to drop a hint. <laughs> I, ha- I have it. Yeah, I don't goddamn care if it's multiplayer. <laughs> well, no. But yeah, and then you keep getting attacked by a shark, and you gotta like stab the shark to get it off you, so you can. Uh, it doesn't now, hit if you. I play, if I can play as the shark, that's <laughs> a conversation to have here. Well, that's one of the games that you can get with PlayStation Plus this this month. Yeah, actually, that reminds me. Um, for people out there, Galactic Civilizations Three is free on Epic Game Store right now. I just got uh, Battlefield, a Battlefront. If you're into Civ or anything like that, check that out. Battlefront oh. Two is for free on Epic. Was for free on Epic. Yeah, I do. Not I that it's any that, good. And but... I was like, I was like, I'm not loading Epic today. <laughs> that's how bad. That's how bad Battlefront is. I didn't even bother to let like get it. For I, I guess it's got a lot better than it used to be, but it's still. Yeah, but it's I don't still know. the problem is the problem is it's still Battlefront under EA, and mm-hmm. all that is is a first person shooter. Like this uh, you can play you can play in third person, but it's just it's 
anticlimactic. You just yeah, shoot. And, to- you shoot, and you're a bullet sponge. It, I just it, I don't know. It's it's bad battlefield. That's all it is. It's, yeah, it's really bad battlefield. Like, I'm not. I it's refuse really to play battlefront. battlefront because I want the actual battlefront. I want the conquest mode from the actual battlefront. Mm. And EA's like. We're not going to do that because we don't want to admit that someone else came up with a better idea than us. So we're going to, you know, we're mm-hmm. just going to force you to play our shitty version of it. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's eh, it, it's okay, but it's nothing. Now, I've had a battle. I play, though, play, yeah. and play, and play. Of course. Hey, dude. You know, too bad. Battle Royal mode. End of story. Yeah. So. The one thing I would normally mention this actually on the media side, but there's a reason why I'm mentioning it on this side. <laughs> so a uh, new book I started reading, uh, Sufficiently Advanced Magic. Um, and the reason why I'm mentioning it, because this book, as soon as I started reading it, at first someone reminded me of Name of the Wind, but then more of the themes inside the book um, and the characters, uh, the spells, the magic system. I was like, this is reminding me of an old school RPG, like all over the place. Um, and then I learned about the author and I found out he actually used to work for Blizzard. He used to also work for Obsidian as well. And um, he used to be an old school RPG. Um, he was also <laughs> one of the people that used to play. He was on the servers of Dark Age of Camelot when they first went on and he beat a boss that wasn't supposed to be beatable and got no, uh, got a lot of notoriety, I guess. Um, and everything. So he's been in the RPG scene. And then I was looking at his like what he was inspired by and he named like every single RPG I've ever played when I was a kid. I was like, holy shit. That's why this, like when I'm reading this, people, it reminds me people of people who under understand RPGs are inspired by the RPGs. We like that's yeah. The, RPGs and Japanese anime is what he's inspired by. Like <laughs> that's um, why you get stuck with like RPGs with shitty, no, no world maps. And you're like, Oh, I wonder how this guy, what inspired this guy. Then you look and you go, Oh, he played a bunch of crappy games and he yeah. those RPGs. That's why he doesn't understand what's important about having a world map, which is the exploration, the feel yes. of it being an open world. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's, open worlds are huge. And as it soon doesn't as it has to be open, it just has to feel like it is. Yeah. Well, as soon like there was a slime that showed up, and I was like, okay, there's no way this guy's not inspired by Dragon right. Quest. And I looked at this thing, yeah, Dragon Quest is sort of his inspiration. I was like, okay. <laughs> Man, I hope I get to see a few more Dragon Quests before my time. I really uh, do. I love Dragon Quest. But even, like, this guy's brilliant. He figured out a way to actually properly explain Mana Burn within a story context, which was amazing. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> um, and he actually figured out a way to actually have characters within a real story in epic fantasy have hit point meters and magic point meters. I was like, how do he do that? <laughs> like the one of the character, the main character, he's an enchanter and he invents cause he's, they're mainly just inventors for the most part because they can enchant things and create things. He literally creates a wristwatch that he can put up to different parts of his body because the way the magic system works is like um, their hands create, can generate certain types of mana. Their chest can generate certain, their head can, their feet can um, all these things can generate different types of mana depending on what you are, what kind of, like what kind of sigil you're blessed with by their goddess or whatever. And he actually can put this wristwatch up to any part of his body. And it'll tell me how many magic points he has in that part of his body at the current moment. Because if they exceed that, no, if they exceed that and use more than their body has, they can get mana burn and actually damage that part of their body or der- damage the nerves in that part of their body. 
and I was like, holy shit, this guy actually figured out a way to properly. I was like, this guy's pretty brilliant. <laughs> and the fact that this is the only, this is the first one I'm reading of his, but he's uh, written three. He's writing three different series at the same time, and they all cross with each other, which is pretty cool. And they're all based in the same world. See, I would check it out, but I'm not allowing myself to do to get into any more um, series mm. right now because I need to finish Saxon Chronicles. Um, mm-hmm. the Wigan, the Andrew Wigan thing, the um, Ender game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then I need, I need, need like food to get into the next freaking um, Stormlight Archives Archives book, which is like huge, and it's gonna take me like three weeks of listening to it every day to to hear this whole book. And mm. I absolutely have to get into my into Stormlight Archives because that's um. shit. Actually, one of the book I was actually looking, a lot of people are recommending. Um, it's called The Land. And I guess a lot of people like say it's absolutely one of the best like epic fantasies. And the seventh book in it is 56 hours long, the audiobook. Dude, you say that like that's impressive. Are you ready? Mm. Because that's not. Okay. I'm almost I'm almost positive the third the second book of uh Stormlight Archives was like 64. No, I have that. I'm pretty sure it's not. I think it's 36. No, Stormlight Archives is huge. What are you talking about? You it's huge, but, but but I think it's. Thir- I'm pretty sure it's 36. No, we're gonna go look right now. <laughs> From what I remember, Brandon Sanderson. Here we go, Mr. Oh. Sanderson. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look at Words of Radiance. Words of Radiance was 48, but I think the first one's longer. Hmm. Yeah, the the um the Way of Kings is fifty nine. Yeah, the Way of Kings is super long, but that's the that's the first book in the series too, though. So it sets a lot of groundwork for the rest of. Them. Oh wait, am I on the fourth book? You should on the third. This Oathbringer is fifty five. Yeah, Oathbringer is the third book. Oh yeah, all right, yeah, because I'm on Rhymes of War, and Rhymes of War is fifty seven. Mm. Rhyme of War, dude. All I know is, I tell you right now, man, you're going to have a hard time beating the Wheel of Time because it was my first epic series, so it's always <laughs> going to be close to my heart. But you're going to have a real hard time beating freaking Stormlight Archives. Those books are fucking amazing. Like, straight up, just amazing. Yeah. You got to think, though, you got to thank Wheel of Time for Stormlight Archives because if Brandon Sanderson didn't get the experience he needed writing the rest of wheel of time yeah oh so I my archive might not happen dude like when you think about the wheel of when you think about the stormlight archives and the wheel of time you realize that like brandon sanderson can make boring shit still interesting like the first book spends a good 25 hours on him being a slave and doing nothing of that of any importance other than getting to know bridge four yeah that's about it yeah. but he does such a good job writing it that by the end you are like, dude, man, I hope they don't fucking do anything in the bridge for. I love these guys. I love these characters. Mm. It, it's insane how good those books are. So there's your Brandon Sanderson suck off moment. Pick <laughs> <up those> books. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, so the, I would definitely recommend if you're like into obviously RPGs and anime and the, you grew up on old school RPGs, check out uh Andrew Rowe, just in general, because I ain't going to name all his books, but just check out the author. Um, he's a very underrated author. 
and he's independent. He's an independent uh, publisher as well. So, also, I hear I don't know if you've read it, but I heard King King Killer Chronicles is good. Hold, okay, I just I mentioned it. I just mentioned, I have but, not been able to get into that because I can't. Like, it's like a nineteen week wait to get one book off of the site that I get them for for free. I can just wow. Oh. Well, I can just like borrow the paperback. But that's no, anyway, I don't, dude. I, I have time to read books. I listen to them. Oh uh, yeah, I have actually the ten-year anniversary uh, hardback special edition of that book as well. Um, I Game hear of, they're um, really good. Oh yeah, so that's what I just mentioned. So, like I said, the beginning of that book, uh, especially Advanced Magic, reminded me of the King Killer Chronicles. Um, just the way the character is and designed. Um, that's actually remember we were playing D and D. No. I remember I was playing D and D, and you fuckers weren't doing anything with it. All right, well, and then you with... had the nerve to tell me I was bad at DMing when you're supposed to RP. Okay, well, that's besides point. My character Kavoth, that's the main character in King Killer Chronicles. It's like, God um, damn it, dude! And the next no. time you play D and D, and it's gonna happen, you bitches are gonna play, or I'm gonna beat you with your own fucking shoe. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> the. No, King Killer Chronicles, like, I have read that book, like, five times, probably. The first, Name of the Wind. I've read uh, Wise Man's Fear, like, twice. Um, and, obviously, he's writing Doors of Stone right now, the third book in the series. Both those books, Patrick Rothfuss is easily my favorite author. Um, Bazinga remembers, I was walking around PAX with a giant hardback for, like, two days. Was, was, it, was it a big to... book? I didn't know it was a big book. Yeah, it was a huge book. He was supposed to be there. And then he shows up right when we're leaving. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. Because he went, the author of those books was playing D&D at PAX live. Um, and we, right when we left is when he came on. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> but if you ever go check out that author, the author, Patrick Arthas, he actually streams D&D and other games. Uh, he played through like all The Witcher live. He's done like a whole bunch of other, other RPGs, like live streaming and stuff too. These are actually pretty cool to all right, that was book hour. Yes. <laughs> epic book hour. Come next week for more epic book hour. Anyway, okay, let's get to this first topic. So Plex Arcade subscription service launches, which is really cool. This is kind of the first I've heard about it um, was today uh, with retro Atari titles because obviously, you know, everybody, obviously I've talked about in the last couple of podcasts. I do have Plex server. Um, so I'm going to see what the heck this is all about. Um. And the media management software is expanding to the world of retro games for three dollars a month with uh, with a Plex pass, <laughs> or without. You can tap into the Plex Arcade with just that, and you can use it on your tablet and everything like that. I'm not quite sure how it works through Plex with a controller though, but I, I guess it does. Yeah. Um, but it starts off like right now. There's a bunch of Atari games. But you can add your own ROMs, so it, you have to pay monthly to add your own ROMs, or can you do that without paying? Uh, so this is what Give I'm guessing. Time. <laughs> no, wait, so this is what I'm guessing is there. I I'm guessing they have some kind of emulation running on their server, or you can add emulation to the server. I don't even know. I'm gonna look into it because obviously this is something cool I want to add to my server. Mm-hmm. Um, either way. So I'm going to see what entails, what this actually, what you need. Um, because obviously if I can put my own ROMs, I'll fill this goddamn thing up. Just um, imagine being able to play the games from your phone at work off your server. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm but definitely you know, going to When you're supposed to be, you know, working. Um, Nate, don't worry. I got, 
I'm gonna he doesn't go work anymore. I'm going to go take a Space Invader shit. <laughs> <laughs> he sets uh, up a, a like a tripod to hold his phone up so he can hold the controller. <laughs> uh, but, oh, he's in the but, family restroom. That's where he went. <laughs> but I am, yeah, going to definitely be looking into this because this would be really, really cool to have like set up on my server. As long as they have too much data, but like, yeah, we'll see what kind of bandwidth it takes and stuff. You can uh, get a seven day free trial or just pay $60 for the year. No, I know that. Well, I have Flex Pass anyway, so. That's not. So you already have it anyway. Yeah, I already have. Like, I have to look into it. I have it. I just have to look into my account and see what things I can access. I guess you could say. So we'll see what's going on with that. Uh, because I do like me some missile command. That's a lie. The, the funny thing is, it's called the Plex Arcade subscription. But if you uh, look at the controller that they're using in the the, the, the web page, it's the 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 Atari uh, whatever the hell it is, the new Atari that came out. The VCS. Yeah, they're using that controller in the picture. Hmm. Which is the only thing I've heard about this is that it's an awesome emulation machine. And that's it. I haven't huh. heard anybody go, oh, man, the games are great. <laughs> yeah, um, what's cool is actually you can actually well, of upgrade. Course. <laughs> um, it's freaking Atari. They don't make anything good, you freaking jackasses. <laughs> um, well, actually, it's actually a fairly decent, like, I guess you could say very Personal low computer. Power. Yeah. Very low yeah, powered well, no like, gaming can, computer. Dude, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like a blind, a blind rat can find food sooner or later hmm. like a, a broken clock is right one what twice a day like come on like we know th- of course they can make a like they can go ahead and put together a piece of hardware have someone put together a piece of hardware for them right hmm. and then put some shitty program and some shitty games on it and then someone can then hack it and make it worth having hmm. i mean it like, is i'm like not they gonna did... give them credit because they had someone put together some hardware well, it's just it all it is is it's, you I mean, it's just it's an like, AMD machine, right? Yeah, all it is is an AMD AP Ryzen APU in it. Yeah, exactly. um, that's that's all it is. So um, they don't deserve any goddamn credit. Period. But it is a pretty cool like I do like the circuit board like that's in it though. It's an all black circuit board and it has like Space Invaders and stuff on it. It's actually pretty cool looking. But oh, I want the clear case machine then. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it is actually pretty neat. As uh, far as you, like, but yeah, but you could probably build that for a lot cheaper. Oh, yeah, you could easily. Easily. Um, but a lot of people are actually adding RAM to it and overclocking it as well. Because <laughs> you can actually upgrade the RAM in it. It all does. It takes sodium RAM, so it's really easy to upgrade. Overclocking an Atari system. You're asking to burn your house down. Well, then you put then you put Steam on it. People are. And then you can play games that have better graphics than uh, the current consoles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people yeah watch this thing become a hit and atari rises from the ashes to make more <laughs> shitty games well all they need to do is have uh somebody uh buy the stocks <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later yeah so ea founded a new studio to work on the long-awaited gate four gate four dun, dun, dun. Gate gate? Four. The gate four? What? The gate four. <laughs> gate four. 
Long awaited. No, I don't think anybody knows what the fuck this is. Skate for. Oh, skate for. <laughs> Again, I don't think anybody gives a shit. No, people, people, people have been wanting this game. Yes, there are people that want it, but it's like it's like the people who pretend Tony Hawk Pro Skater is the greatest game of all time. Oh, it's a fun. I love it's that really game. Really not people. Oh, I love that. It's an all right game, but it's yeah. not like nobody cares if they announce a new Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That's what I'm saying. Like you'll get like. 200,000 people excited for it. The remake was good, but the, and then they made that five, the fifth one, and it was terrible. So, but, uh, yeah. And it's not going to be, well, we don't know what it's going to be for, but we do know that from the past, they asked that professional skateboarder to be in the mobile version. And then he was like, I don't want to no, I want a real fucking version. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, they were like, no. <laughs> but the, the the company's called Full Circle. The only yeah. mobile I'll accept is games that are made for the Switch because they're not really mobile games. They're just able to be played mobily. No one wants your stupid mobile version of Skate Three. Make Skate Fucking Four already. By Jason Dill. <laughs> By Jason. <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Because they asked, to, they wanted to be a part Dude, of what the a deal. thing. So, actually, the one mobile game actually after I'll randomly mention that I did play, I have started playing on my phone a little bit here and there. Um, um, it's called like a New Eden or another another Eden. That's it, another Eden. Um, and the reason why I started playing it because I was on a retro gaming front. People were talking about Chrono Trigger, and then they went, "Do you know Masato Kato actually started?" He started his own company and started making and made a new RPG and set for Android. And I think it's on iOS as well. Um, and I was like, and everybody's like, no, it's actually really good. And I was like, holy shit, I have downloaded this game. <laughs> um, and I guess he broke away from Square and he formed like his own company. And um, and if they, I'm grim, you know, he's he wrote obviously Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. Um, yeah, but if he's making mobile games, then I know I don't care. It's well, no, he was. Well, he was like, "What he's?" I was reading what he said about it. He said it's cheaper and easier for me. He's like, "I don't want any crazy like super." He's like, "Maybe some 3D here and there. I don't want anything too crazy." You I mean I don't care for like being a mass production on a new generation system? He's like, "Android is more than powerful enough to run my games, and so is iOS." He's like, and "So I can write games and put them on there." So I was like, and he actually got the original uh, composer of the music from Crown Trigger to work with him as well. I don't care. I don't care. He's I was wrong. like, holy shit. <laughs> I have to download this. I have to download this game. And the idea that you're believing that is bullshit. Number one, if it was actually good, you would have heard about it. Okay. I didn't hear about this at all. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. But number two, he could have done a Unity development of it and made it look like a Super Nintendo game and still had cheap. It could have still been on the cheap. He chose mobile phones because it's easy bullshit to do mobile well, games. Well, there you go. Yeah. But yeah. If you looked at how big like mobile gaming is in Japan right now, it's just silly how big it is. Especially because of the thing. Like on average, like we sell like regular phones everywhere. You go to Japan, like at every Wait, store. You def- I don't want to hear the defense anymore. I'm not saying it's not logical. I just mm. don't care. Like mm. I, I'm just saying that no matter how logical it is, I'm not going to play them. Because they always end up throwing in the shit that makes them like crappy phone games. Oh, like microtransactions. No, no, just the, the phone game design 
is terrible. That's the problem. Like if you give me a little time, a phone game that feels and plays like a normal game, I'm not going to hate it. It's the design aspect of mobile games that makes them so shitty. Hmm. It's just the way they're put together. The funny thing is you could get Among Us for free <coughs> on, on a thing, and it's cross-platform. Because that's yeah, why, like, the, game, the games that you have on the computer that go on the phone games don't ever really, like, for example, I don't think PUBG on phones is any good, but I don't think it's anywhere near as shitty as these other games you see because it looks, it plays like PUBG, but you're using, mo- using touchscreen controls instead. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hate touchscreen controls. What you normally the see part. with these games, it's like, yo, we just made the new skate game for for the phone, and then you look at it, and it's like this doesn't even feel or play like the actual game itself. It's a whole different game, and it's clearly made by three people in a basement for five. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I also forgot to mention the same guy also made the original Zeno Gears. Uh, he was the script writer and event planner uh, for Zeno Gears, and uh, I just uh, with. I, like I said, I don't agree or believe that he's being completely honest, Nate. Because mm. all you have to do is look at the guys who made, um, made, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Shikoden? Suikoden? Mm. Yeah. And they were like, we want to make a new one of those games. We'll just do a Kickstarter and drop a small video and get the funding that way. If he wanted to make a new game like Chrono Trigger, all he had to do was make a Kickstarter video and talk about what he wanted to do. And he'd get enough money to at least use like Unity or something to make a game that was in 16-bit style and people would love. Yeah, yeah. No, he probably just was like, he probably looked around and was like, in Japan, it's like, holy shit, everybody plays mobile games. He's like, I'll just put my game on mobile. Yeah, but it's Switch, dude. You put your game on everything, comes out on Switch, you make just as much money. Yeah, but you probably saw it. A lot of people have a Switch, but everybody has a phone. Yeah, but if you look at how the Switch is, is selling over there, no, I know, but They're I'm saying that there's if you go if there's a lot of shitty games on Switch too that are basically mobile games too. Yes, yes. Well, they're that's ports. My point. They're, they're, they're ports. literally that's a port. Point. It's not the games; it's the designing of the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this it seems like a time travel story again, though, which is kind of cool. So I, I'm excited to see what's what's it called. Oh, uh, it's called Another Eden. I'm gonna look up, look it up, because if it plays like a normal game, that's hmm. a different story. It's just I mean, I don't the only thing I don't like is like the very crisp looking like sprites that a lot of the um even a lot of the newer like Steam RPGs use. I just don't but that's an art style that it's whatever. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. It kind of looks like it's cell shaded. Uh not cell shaded, but it looks too sharp. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Well, it's it's, it's like it's no. like this like it's a like mobile game. Hor- <laughs> it's like the horrible. This like- game is terrible. This is literally everything I talk about mobile games being shit um, for, dude. Like this the sprites, terrible. The sprites look like the, um, the three versions of some of the Final Fantasy games they did on like Steam and stuff. I just can't stand that. I don't know what's up with that style, it's, but it's it's super super cutesy. This yeah, is, it's, I don't know what's up. with This that. is straight up terrible. Just, this guy should never mention Chrono Trigger or anything else he's made with this. Just because he's made those games does not mean this is a good game. This looks. This is exactly what i mean by shitty mobile crap it literally looks like all those shitty Final fantasy mobile games like um you know the one when it's like there's like a hundred different Final fantasy characters in it oh yeah 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 yeah. it just looks like that shit pure shit 
Hmm. I don't care. You think I'm being an asshole. Don't care. Looks like shit. 4.8 rating. Out of what? Out of five. Then they're lying. Who gave it that rating? No, like like I said, I was saw this on a retro game forum. People were talking about Chrono Trigger, and then someone came in and was like, hey, you guys need to check this game out. The guy, the original creator went and made his own game. I'm looking at the the uh, the lower views, and a lot of them are like, drop rate too sl- too low. Great game, but terrible decisions. None of it's, none of it's great. Too much yeah. RNG involved. So, it when I looked it up, it took me no time at all to figure out that this is like a persistent, always, always game kind of thing. Right? Hmm. It's persistent, right, Nate? Oh, well, I haven't played that far into it, so I don't know. Character introduction, the cat beyond time and space. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. These people are so full of shit. They are literally fake gamers lying in those reviews, or they've never played a real game. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's a thing. A lot of people that play these tier are... list. Let's take a look at the comprehensive tier list. That that proves my point even more. But Jesus, fuck. no, dude, Nate. I look at the game. It's no. no they are lying i don't care what they think their opinion are they never played a real game like it looks if i'm gonna guess and you can tell me when you play it well i've I've only played like a few hours into it so okay this game has a system where they just once you get through a very short very weak pathetic story you're going to be introduced to characters you can buy as dlc and they open up different little story chapters that you can play through Like, to compare this to C- Chrono Trigger actually makes me mad that you would even disrespect Chrono Trigger like that. Well, that's what he's even referring to. He's Yeah, main- well, he's doing it because he wants to make money. Yeah. He's lying to his fan base to get people to buy it. That get no. To this, I don't care if I sound like a fucking <clears throat> fanboy prick. To this day, I guarantee you Chrono Trigger is a better game than that. By oh, yeah. Th- th- he's not going to make, like... They need to get him back on board, and they need to make the third Chrono Trigger game. For Christ's sake! Well, what they need to do though is get rid of the get rid of that sense of like in the '90s and the early 2000s, Japanese game makers made games because they wanted to do something amazing. Like they wanted to tell some, be like, "Let's, I want to do Chrono Trigger because I want to tell a great story, a touching and amazing story." Now it's like they're being told. How can you come up with a game, a, a mobile game that has enough hooks to keep people buying stuff constantly for the next five years? <laughs> and they're not doing anything to like. They're not trying to do something amazing with what they're creating. Again, which is why I love the Shakodan people because instead of being cheap and doing some shitty phone game, they started a Kickstarter because they want to do a beautiful story-based, long-term Shakodan style game. They're not compromising on on what they want to do to make money. Mm. God, I hate phone. <laughs> my hate is astounding. All right, we'll see. I'm gonna play it for a little while. Well, I'll let you know. Anyway, you are. You're not a gamer anymore. <laughs> um, so let's get into the first official modding tools for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, so. Cyberpunk 27 obviously has been out and through a whole bunch of controversy. Everybody knows that. Um, so 
Night City into a smog-covered wasteland like Blade Runner, but now CD Projekt Blade Runner. Blade Runner. I am a huge fan Runner. of Blade Runner. <laughs> Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Uh, but now CD Projekt Red is offering its own tools uh, for tweaking the game, which should make it easier to dive into the wealth of assets. <laughs> so far, developers have launched a metadata tool. I don't. Know, what is a metadata tool going to do? Oh, anyway. Uh, I don't know, maybe it'll help Blade Runner to get some sales. <laughs> <laughs> which other modding software will rely on? Uh, the small app will list what's in the game archive and other tiny apps for listing content of the game uh, in setting binaries. So well, maybe, so, all... maybe somebody that knows how to program will fix it with a mod game well Dude, they they are knows how to pro program Can we yeah they do know the problem they, and they said the game isn't going to be what they want to standards until like mid-february anyway well that's that's sooner than no man's sky well yeah 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 but the last the last uh update they came out with uh had a game breaking bug in it too but wow. it's things are gonna happen hmm. whatever yeah, I'm so they said I'm they're going to people complaining about shitting all over CD Projekt Red for a busted game while letting other games get away with being busted because they love the games and they're not being told to be mad about it by the media mm. like they're told to be mad about it for CD Projekt Red. But you were mad about it with the other games. No, you didn't see me come on here and bitch about all the Fallout games crashing and breaking. Completely. Yes, you did all the time. No, no. What I said, the same thing I've always said. I'm tired of them getting free passes, which they do. For example, the combat in Elder Scrolls is fucking terrible, and every single time that game comes out, they get a free goddamn pass. So if you're going to give free passes to Elder Scrolls, Fallout, and all that other shit, you damn sure better be giving a free pass to Cyberpunk. But I thought Skyrim's controls were were good. No, Skyrim? No. Dude, yeah. Have you, dude, Skyrim's have you controls were awesome. Are you no, kidding have you ever me? Sat back and played Skyrim, dude. <laughs> yeah, I can beat that. I can literally beat that game with one tactic. I fight until they hit me, and then I run backwards until my energy bar refills, heal, run back up, and fight again. I've yeah, never heard like, of anybody control I, over the I, complain like over the, the game, controls. The game is fine. It plays okay, um, but like, um, like it's just addicting to keep on building and finding new stuff and exploring. That's what I like about Skyrim. The combat's horrible for the most part, if you actually really pay attention to it. How? Um, How is it terrible? And you click and and swing. (laughs) Or you you do the thing with the magic. I thought it was pretty damn cool. I've never played a game that does that. Here's the problem with with Skyrim. And it's the problem with a lot of these these Western um, action RPGs. The, The... the oh, magic so users are so cool one-sided with the whole Western shit. No, no, listen <laughs> to me. The act, like, it, it, because it's two different philosophies. The the Western philosophy is that the action is like, for example, a melee character. They basically, when you play, for example, I play like a pugilist when I play um, um, mm-hmm. Skyrim because I like to screw around. So my entire combat thing, anytime I'm fighting, all I'm throwing is punches. I just punch left right left right that's all i do in the combat mm-hmm. that shit's boring in wet in mm-hmm. in um then stop playing a person who punches yeah but say i want to be a say i want to be a guy with an axe guess what 
all I'm doing is cleaving with the axe. Well, what do you Sam what what do you expect with... out of a, a one move thing? But that's the problem with them. They're not that, that, yeah, with that, 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 like the magic exactly, users. Yeah. Hey, the magic users have all these different spells, right? But when it comes to the melee combat in those games, they're the laziest fucking design ever. Then you look at Japanese RPGs and their action games, and it's like, all right, we're gonna build all these crazy combos and special moves into the me- melee so that the melee fighter isn't just building a guy who swings and blocks the entire time. There's much more depth to the combat. In in Skyrim, the only thing you do in combat is either throw spells, shoot arrows or whatever long range weapon, or swing or swing a melee weapon. And the attack is just basic swings. Yeah, it's it's like I love playing Skyrim. I still love playing Skyrim, actually. Yes, because um, the world is what's great. In those yeah, games. it's world to explore. But if you actually step back and look at the combat and even the magic system, like it looks really cool, but it's like very flat. Like if you really pay attention, it seems like your guy's a freaking robot. A like, good example is super the, stiff. A good example is the Legend of Zelda um, Breath of the Wild. If you look at that game, if that game was made by Bethesda, you wouldn't have all that timing dodge stuff in it. No, because they would. would have just made it very simple. The combat in, in that game feels like a Western RPG, but has all this depth in its actual maneuvers and fighting. Yeah, and it actually, you actually have to think about there's no way you're winning a fight against a Lionel unless you actually have your timing and your parries on time. Like, yeah, perfect. when I play Sky, like when I play like, Oblivion, the way I beat that game, timing. when I beat the way I beat Oblivion was to run up and slam an opponent. And then anytime I needed a heal, I would just back up, cast the heal, wait for the, the mana bar to fill, and then attack again. And when I took a hit, I just run backwards and wait for the mana bar again. And I did that every time and I could game the system. I was fighting five, six guys at once by running in circles around the building. I was fighting, not fighting them and then hitting them once and running away until I needed to hit them again. Yeah. That's a, like you could say, that's not how you're supposed to play the game, but that shows a severe design flaw. If you can game the system by just running in circles. Yeah. Like I like for me, like when I play a game in Skyrim, like I love playing Skyrim, but it is missing something. Like I want like a character that reminds me of some of the epic fantasy characters I read about, like not a very stiff board, just like putting his hand forward and throwing a spell. And to, that's, and to, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what Bazinga, I, that's what I see in, uh, cyberpunk Bazinga, stiff as a board. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, cyberpunk's the same way. The, the, the only thing that really makes that combat better is that like the shooting feels like a shooter. And at least with the melee, there's a couple of special things you can do. But in general, it's the same problem with Western-developed RPGs. The act, the combat itself is very shallow, but the world and story, de- not even the story, but the world design is what's great in those games. Yeah, that's what and I like about the detail. Games, in Japanese games, for example, in Yakuza, the world is less detailed in Yakuza, mm-hmm. but the combat is far deeper and far far more complex. See, it's see, there, there's the whole thing. See, that's that's that explains why I don't like those type of games because I don't like complexity because I'm not going to remember that shit. Like that's why I never play fighting games because I cannot remember for the life of me how to do I'm any not, of those moves. I'm not moves. saying it's your fault for disliking them, dude. No, no, I'm I know that, but that that, that, that that answers that answers why I'm not into them because I can't remember that shit. I just want to be able to sit back and play a game. I don't want to be like, okay, A B X X Y X does this move. I mean, you know, I I, I, I can't remember that shit. Example, dude. This this Yakuza like a dragon has a job system straight out of Dragon Quest, Nate. Yeah. Um, 
and each character has has class classes that are specific to him and then there's a set of classes that are just overall i've i've been playing this i think i'm like i'm in chapter five but i'm only in like 10 percent of the story and i've i've leveled like every class that i have access to to level five so i have access to everything like i'm spending hours running around just fighting stuff and retooling my characters to put more and more combinations together see i get anxious and bored just doing the same i I just want to get the story yeah, but don't you want to like actually like go? How can I? What can I do to actually beat this boss or beat this area? What combinations or what kind of like what mechanics do I have to like figure out and put together? And invent? no, I don't because I just want to play uh, the game. I want to progress. I don't. I hate getting stuck in a game. Then I just stop playing because I'm like, oh, I have to do you, this four hundred more times before I can actually get this guy to bleed. I mean, you don't have to do it. That's the thing. This is not something I have to do. Mm-hmm. No, I no, want, I know that. I want, I'm like, as soon as I saw the class system, I was like, all right. So, um, if I go performer for the first ten levels, I can up this guy's magic points by like fifty percent, and then I'll swap him over to um, homeless man, which has all the healing spells. Yes, the classes are stupid like that, and then I'll start jacking him up, and he'll be a he'll be like a, a devastating healer by the time I'm like a quarter of the way through mm. this game. Yeah, I'll but take my fighter it, it, and I'll it, level these three fighter classes. And... If you if you look at my old games, like the old games that I have still, none of them are like that. <laughs> like I got sports games, I've got you know freaking skating games. I got uh, a couple, you know, I got like Mario Karts and stuff like that. I don't have anything that's so, depth like that. Generally, it's not it's not a bias towards Western games. It's just a. The best way I can describe you, it, well, up, you're, you're spoiled with your with your J- Japanese games. It's not that I'm spoiled; it's that I played I've played RPGs my whole life. You I expect so with, much more out of all of the I, the games. Yes, I started with Ultima, so I have mm. these games that have these cool mechanics. Because Ultima was pretty deep back then, mm-hmm. and then Western RPGs started to get real dumb, real dumb. Well, yeah, mo- Ultima, most Western probably, RPGs are like action, aren't they? Like action RPGs. Well, not just that, but like people tell me Mass Effect 2 is one of the greatest RPGs ever, and I'm like, you are fucking insane. Yeah, that's Mass just, Effect that's, 2. That's, that's, I don't that's, even know. It's that's like a narrow partially. Right Mass, Mass Effect 2 is a pretty good game. Okay? It's a pretty good game for people who like that, but that shit is like my first RPG. I don't think they should call it an RPG. I, th- I think exactly. it should just say it's got elements of RPG, but it's exactly. more of a... So don't be telling me that game. That's like calling Assassin's Creed games RPGs now, because they have numbers on their equipment. It's an and adventure. Your DPS increase. Blow me. You it's don't an know adventure. what an RPG is. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, it's an adventure game. It makes me so yeah. freaking it's mad. Like, that, that plays just like... Uh, what the hell is it? Star Wars. Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Old Republic was more of an RPG. They dumbed down their games to hit a mass audience, and then because of that, they managed to get the dumbest of gamers, um, uh, what do you call it, media people, like people that work at IGN and shit, Mm. to play their dumbed-down RPG and go, I am amazed. Trust me, I... Quick side note. Trust me, people, I'm not being a dick here. I have watched... (laughs) Wait um, a second. But that's your middle name. I've watched people play RPGs from these big websites that play old RPGs. So, for example, I just watched a group of people play Chrono Trigger, all right? And I love watching these guys play games. They're funny as hell. But I've watched these guys play a pretty simple game and be dumbfounded 
for half the fucking game on how to do anything. <laughs> like to the point where they had every boss fight they fought, they lost because they couldn't get how to beat these bosses. And it tells you to your goddamn face at the start of half of these how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. There was one incident, and I can't remember what it was. And I'll probably derail the podcast from remembering it later on. But it was – I. oh, that's right. They weren't smart enough to read the names of what the spells do. So they were using the same spell over and over again to do what they thought was max damage. And I, kept, hell? Yelling, I kept yelling, motherfucker, he has a better move. Nate, you're going to know what I'm – he has a I'm like motherfucker use confuse confuse doesn't confuse the target it's chrono trigger confuse does four times the normal damage yeah. read the fucking spell so they yeah. went the whole game oh. using luminary on everything what? Jesus. single target bosses dude oh my so they were wasting 25 mana on single target bosses until they got that rock that reduces mana cost by yeah. 50% and then they were like, I think we broke the game. And I was like, bitch, it was broken three hours ago if you used Confuse. You, you sound uh, you sound like, oh, my God, why did he do that? He should well, have no, used no. this. No, I ah. understand, but what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> it's not that they didn't understand how to play the game. But when they were, they were looking at all the text constantly, they're like, how can we improve our stuff? Let's take a look at our text. And not one of them said, hey, read the tooltip. So they just looked and it said, Luminary hits all targets. And they were like, oh, that sounds good. And underneath it, it says, hits all targets for, like, 100% lightning damage. And then right below Confuse, it says, hits one target for four times lightning damage. If you read the tooltip, you understand how much better the move is for single targets. Yeah. But they weren't reading the tooltips because they were too lazy because they're goddamn media people. Yeah. Well, that's also actually a good point to the book I was talking about. When this is how I can know this guy like is plays like a lot of RP, that guy that I was talking about, Andrew Rowe. Because when the character itself is actually going through building enchantments and he's about to go into the next test at his school thing, he's actually going through it how I would when I'm like planning before a boss battle, like, okay, I need to equip this weapon with this and this and this because this will actually do this kind of damage to this. And I'm like, it was so cool to actually see a character in a epic fantasy actually do that. I was like, I only wow. do that when I get wiped. Like, I was that, like, holy that's crap, that's exactly I, like what I do. I go in blind, <laughs> and if I get wiped, then I'm like, all right, what did I learn from the fight that I need to change? I yeah. usually don't have to because my characters are usually overpowered and very mm. strong, but I will get to that level of tinkering if a fight kicks my ass because at that point I'm like, wait a minute, I'm five levels ahead of this dude. He just wrecked me. I need to rework everything. Mm. I shouldn't be wrecked by this dude. Like immediately, yeah. That's but like in Final Fantasy Seven podcast again. We never get the cover story anymore because no, no. But that, that <laughs> like, I'll make one more point to it. Like in Final Fantasy Seven remake, when you had to fight the house, like the first time I fought that thing, I got my ass handed to me. Yeah, because you know, because nothing was hard until then. So you're just like, oh, this is a breeze, and then you get punched in the face, and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, I was like, oh, I gotta really work this character. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> start covering stories and just just start talking shit. So yeah. All right, so we'll get to the next story. We got two more stories to cover real quick. Um, <laughs> in gaming, so Intel is launching the first Z desktop graphics uh, cards today. Originally codenamed DG1, uh, this new desktop GPU is primarily aimed for small and medium-sized business and mainstream desktop PCs. Intel is teaming up with Asus. And other, 
what do you call it? Partners to sell the cards, uh, system integrations, uh, rebuild. Yeah, whatnot. We'll get that. Um, blah, 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 blah. Blah, yeah, yeah. So the cards will include three 4K display outputs for multiple monitors alongside HDR support and AI capabilities. They will also support decoding of AV1, what do you call it, content and ships with four gigabytes of video memory and 80 exclusive execution yeah. excuse me i can't even talk 80 execution units four gigs of i didn't holy shit how did i miss that when i was reading this article there? only four gigs of video memory that's like a baseline uh nvidia card like a like a you know a 1050 yeah like or a 2050 or whatever they're my now. card's like already like a year and a half old or something my card is eight gigs what the hell my card yeah my 1080 is eight yeah so what the hell <laughs> wait, wait, well it's not it's also not made for gaming these no that's right yeah that's true it isn't made for gaming i i, I don't know what they're made for though that's my question is it um, it says it's for business but like what do they do so why even have a four gig card for for business if you're just running simple applications well first yeah well what What's your business wanting to know what their business is? Bitch? <laughs> um, and the other thing too, like this article doesn't cover it in this. I should have shared the other one I saw too. So this doesn't work on AMD motherboards. Oh no? No. Wow. So it says uh they're marketing them as a way to improve what is offered on mainstream desktop PCs with better graphics, multi-display port display port, and uh improved hardware acceleration, but what are you using? AMD. What are you using on a mainstream computer that you need a graphics card for? Yeah, like you can get these benefits out of a APU, APU, out yeah. of Ryzen APU. Yeah, this is what I'm confused about. Why are you buying? For, why? Yeah, for a quarter of the price. You get the and, hell. You get it with the freaking into this shitty Intel mixed. Maybe they just know people are going to be dumb enough to do it. The media accelerator shit. That's in, in a, like an i7. Media right into the graveyard. That'd be great. So like, what what the hell? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just don't make it this right. is not a good year for Intel. I can tell no, you that. No. <laughs> They're getting their ass no. kicked left, right, and sideways. And lastly, okay. we got a few minutes left. <laughs> okay, so if anybody was paying attention to the stocks, um, we covered the stock when it was almost dead. GameStop, um, and out of the blue, it shot up, um. <clears throat> and I guess supposedly it's to a Reddit forum. So and yes, then, yeah. There's... On top of that, Elon Musk tweeted about it, and then it blew up even more. Yeah, it's like three hundred something dollars now. Yeah, I was like, what in the hell? <laughs> um, so basically, this there's this Reddit group about uh stocks. Yes. And they all decided that they were going to buy a bunch of GameStop shares. And they all it was it wasn't like uh they were all like on the same page they just said hey let's do this because there was there was it wasn't like insider trading or anything illegal so they just went and bought a bunch of shares and that's what shot it up yeah and all the people that had like their their the shares already had to like they they had to sell because they they lost a whole bunch something like that there are people that could buy now i'm not sure but all i know is that it i wish we you know bought it back then you know well yeah i wish yeah that's like, like no but i think what you're gonna get bazinga is the people that do that actually did buy it you can't just go and sell it right away you have you have to wait oh yeah, yeah, yeah period unless you want to lose a good portion of that money yeah, yeah, uh, yeah like so kind of yeah deal. yeah you do gotta or else you gotta pay a certain penalty but yeah but if you bought it months ago yeah you'd be fine 
because like I was like, if if you if you bought like a thousand dollars worth, it would have been like eighty five thousand dollars or something like that right now. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. You'd have been golden. Holy shit. Yeah. But I mean, uh, and then all what's uh what's his name what's his name uh Elon Musk Musk yeah all he said he did was post like uh game stoop or something like that game stunk da- that's it game stunk and it just shot up it's just it's weird yeah game stunk yeah yeah I don't know what the but heck. that's not exactly why apparently Reddit is part of the reason why this is happening I already yeah, said we, that we, we we just said that. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I had my headset off for a second. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's and a. I heard Elon Musk, and I had to point out that he's a douche. But continue. <laughs> yeah, he's one of he sta- Dude, at least he stands for for um for actual freedom and doesn't like any of this big tech bullshit. What What's confusing is they keep talking about Robin Hood. I thought Robin Hood got in big trouble. No, I yeah. had Robin Hood. No, I heard they got in a lot of trouble. There was some messed up stuff which, going on. Which one? The men in tights or the regular Robin? <laughs> no, the, no, the app. The app. The app. I know, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, as far as I know, no, they didn't. Yeah, I can't I can't remember. But anyway, those are the stories. If you bought GameStop, well, stock, well, hey, you got some more money in your pocket. Um, but if you didn't, oh, well, maybe next time. <laughs> but we're going to move on to technology and pop culture in a second. We like to thank everybody joining this podcast and listening in on this podcast. We will be back. Well, we won't be back next week live at five, most likely. But the week after that, we will. So make sure to check us out live at five o'clock. Six. Uh, six o'clock. Sorry. I keep on getting confused with this because we used to be five for like a year, two years. Um, uh, six o'clock. Six so, o'clock. So, so you're working next Wednesday? Yes. Okay. So six o'clock. Okay. Yeah, six o'clock. Two Wednesdays from now, two weeks from now, whatever way you want to look at it, we will be here on twitch.tv slash gettechgeeks talking about more tech, more gaming, and all that fun stuff. And remember, when you're over there, whatever app you are using, if you're on Spotify, which is our host, you can rate us, let us know how we're doing. And you can reach out to us on social media and check us out because we would appreciate that. <laughs> and also our YouTube, youtube.com slash gettech. We don't have a new video. We don't have a new... Or, it's still going to be a little while, but there'll be a video eventually. So watch the other one, though. You'll love them. <laughs> um, so, and um, once we do, we're going to have a whole bunch of new content. So when that happens, but you can get caught up. You have plenty of time. But by, by so, the time but, it happens, maybe we'll have a new studio. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to tech. Let's move on to technology and pop culture, where we're going to get into the new company by Carl P., uh, the founder of OnePlus. And we're also going to get into the Virgin Hyperloop, possibly some leaks. Well, it's in the trailer, uh, the huge trailer from the same studio for Mortal Kombat movie release, along with other movies. Sonic the Hedgehog movie, 2. Should be a TV show. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Walmart launching more robots. More mm. and more robots. <laughs> and just... To actually reiterate that, even though I'm not really a big fan of Walmart, but I am a fan of robots. That's why I'm drinking an IPA called Save the Robots. No, you're drinking an IP, IPA called Save the Robots because you try too hard all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So, what the heck has everybody been checking out since last week? Uh, 
I already mentioned some books. So, Bazinga, you need to mention something. So, I've been rewatching Firefly. Firefly is amazing. Oh, God, Firefly makes me mad because it could be better than it was. Oh, yeah. It could be amazing if they, like, Firefly is the kind of show that that should be a continuing story. Mm hmm. And it should be on, like, it should be rebooted on, like, HBO or something with a real budget. What I'm enjoying about it is seeing all the actors that are big now in, in it. Well, they're not even uh, big, but it's like, I remember that person. You mean like Nathan Drake? Oops, I mean uh, <laughs> uh, Nathan Yeah, He would have been fucking be Nathan, perfect, man. I think he, he can he still do been. it. Yeah. He can um, still do it. Oh, God, no. They have to have Tom Holland play it. Which makes no yeah. sense. He's like half the size. <laughs> like He's like four feet so tall bad. compared to that. So bad. But, um, um, but yeah, and Firefly will be on the server soon enough. But uh, it's on Hulu, so I've been watching on Hulu. But I, I I did notice in the first episode there's a big like editing mistake at the end of the episode and I was like, wait a second, what's going well, when on? They're, here? When they're leaving? When they uh when they escaped or something like that. Oh. But at the end, like they uh the 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 guy who flies the the, the, the ship. Yeah. Um they're like, oh, we got away or whatever. And he's sitting there with his hand up like this. Yeah. Like he's holding a con- like a control, like a steering wheel. There's no steering wheel there. Oh, jeez. He's just going like this. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And then the next scene, he's putting a steering wheel away. I'm like. Uh, I'm so going to have to look at that. I have the I have that on DVD. Uh, I'll have to check that out. I sent it. I I. I recorded it on my phone and sent it to Manny. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. Wait a second. What is that? What's he driving? He's not even holding on to anything. Come on, Manny. (laughs) (laughs) But I I thought it was pretty funny. But it was just weird that was his first episode that they they missed that. But I'm sure sure it's in in the history. I'm sure I'm not the only one who's noticed that. Speaking of Tony Camper, he's absolutely loving uh, Lovecraft Country since I told him to watch it. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. But uh, that's what I've been watching for the most part. I've been mm. watching that. There's only 14 episodes. He got me it on DVD, but I it's on Hulu. Yeah, now I just got to see if Serenity's on something. Depressing. It's super depressing that that show didn't get done correctly. Yeah. And that's, keep in mind, when I say correctly, I'm talking, I'm also talking about the original run. I like that show. It had, the, it had a lot of like, hey, this could be really cool, but that dude does not know how to write a full, uh, like a continuing story, which is why all of his TV shows were always not great. Like Buffy was shit, Dollhouse is shit, and the only reason why, um, what do you call it? Uh, great. What were we just talking about? What show? Firefly. Firefly is great. Is one the cast, and two the setting is a great idea. Like a western in outer space is what it felt like. Well, yeah, for me. Well, for me. So I just got done. So when I started watching that was right at the end of. Well, it was. It was a little bit. It was a few years after Cowboy Bebop ended, and it felt like to me like a live action isk Cowboy Bebop a little bit. And I was like, Yeah, but this is the, pretty awesome. The pro. Yeah, but again, that also proves the reason why it had. It there's a problem with it. Cowboy Bebop made sure to constantly remind you of the overarching story about him and Vincent after like episode five yeah so you were invested 
The problem yeah. with that show is that show came out around the same time, all these, uh, like right before the the TV revolution came, where shows started having continuing storylines throughout a season. Well, so lost what you had was like that. you had a couple of hooks. You had a couple of hooks in that show, but you had episodes that literally had nothing to do with the storyline at all, and were just self-contained episodes like Star Trek. Yeah, and that's not what sells anymore. Yeah, like that was the but, end of stuff like that. Yeah, but and but the thing is that you just point out Star Trek, and that's exactly like really why I like like Star Trek Discovery so much because yeah, but they, they, they Discovery broke that loop and finally had a final a one continuing storyline going, which is awesome. So like, many of uh, the people in that show ended up being in a lot of other space type shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, what a Gal Galacta, whatever it is. Battlestar Galactica. This, this conversation, don't mention Star Trek Discovery. That that show was <laughs> like straight up. You, you have like every season on on the the Plex server, don't you? I'll never. Yeah, watch. I do. It's, I do. Um, and actually, so I can actually speak, and you could actually ask him yourself. Maybe we'll have him on the podcast again at some point, Mister Tony Camper. Uh, but he's actually been watching Discovery, and he was actually a kid when Star Trek was debuted, and he remembered watching it. And he so far he loves Star Trek Discovery. Fine. That doesn't make it good. Everybody, like, <laughs> people have their their terrible things. I love The Wizard, and I know that movie's terrible. The Star Wizard Trek Discovery. Yeah, that terrible movie with the kid who plays video games. Oh, that's one of my favorite California. movies. That's literally literally one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know why, hey. but it is. It, it, it's a Nintendo commercial. Yeah, I found it on. <laughs> I have it on. I found that shit on DVD somewhere. I don't know where it is, but it's poorly it's, written Nintendo commercial. Oh yeah, yeah. but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's something about it. I that's. I don't know, one of my yeah. favorite movies. Yeah, that movie is terrible, but like Star Trek Discovery is terrible. But I would like to see a new Firefly, and maybe we'll get it because the way they're doing, the way the way these TV shows are being picked now, it's the vocal minority of like a hundred people on Twitter bitching, and then these shows are getting picked up to be turned into stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, did you ever think there would be a Karate Kid re uh, sequel? No. Who in their right mind asked for it? There were like ten people on Twitter who bitched about it to Netflix for I mean to YouTube for a while. Speaking and of Karate that, Kid, has anybody ever seen the Crossroads movie that he was in? What do you mean Crossroads? There's a movie called, called Crossroads? Crossroads that uh, the Karate Kid was in, and it was like he was a guitar. He played he played guitar. You mean Ralph Macchio? Right, yeah, Ralph Macchio. Yeah. No, he, his name. His name is. Uh, his name will always be Daniel Son. <laughs> Ralph Macchio doesn't, oh doesn't exist. He was in a movie called The Crossroads, and there's a scene like they're on stage and he's playing against Stevie Vai or something like that. Yeah. And they're having a guitar duel, and he wins. Like he wins playing slide guitar against uh, well, Stevie Vai. I can tell you right now, I'm not going to watch it because he's only Daniel Son. <laughs> but I was like, what yeah, the hell movie is this? Story. Um, yeah, no, but like Cobra Kai was actually a lot of the actors from the movie, like, um, Ralph Macchio and, uh, the guy, I can't remember the actor's name who plays Johnny. Um, and a few other people, including like Will Smith was a huge fan of Karate Kid. That's why he became the executive producer. Um, I just was just reading about that and I just learned it actually as we were just talking about it. Um, I'm not I'm actually on Thank the Wikipedia. God, he didn't say, "Hey, how about we bring my son into this?" <laughs> um, 
I didn't know. Oh, I'm like reading the Wikipedia right now, and that's what happened because I was actually curious about that like a while ago. Like, but again, said, you well, get my point. Will Smith, and, and it's actually Will Smith that I'm reading. He actually wanted, you know, I mean, to help it was because he, he really enjoyed the original. A small group of people, dude. It's not a giant fan base doing this. It's so we can hope that there'll be a couple of vocal people that are on Twitter bitching about it. And maybe Nathan Fillion will be like, hey, look, and he'll go to someone. And these people that think outside the box at like HBO Max and Amazon and freaking Netflix will go, yeah, we can revive this shit. Let's try this. Like, have you know? Not that it's much, but have you seen The Rookie? No, what's the rookie? Nathan Fillion's he plays a rookie, like a rookie cop, but he's like in his fifties. It's not yeah. bad. I enjoy it, but just by watching that, he could definitely do some action scenes. Yeah, it's I'm just I'm I'm poo pooing it because it's not my style. No, I know, I know. Like, it's it's a police me, drama. If and, you told me it's called the rookie, but it's a police drama where he's a rookie galactical policeman, galactical <laughs> policeman or something, oh, I'd be like, that's outside the box. Yeah. You're laughing, but it doesn't have to be corny. He could just be he works for like the biggest empire in the universe and he hunts fucking criminals and shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, just from watching, I, I, I think he could definitely do something. Yeah. He could, I think he could have been freaking uncharted because just a couple of years ago, like I showed you, he had that the one YouTube video that he was in that he played the, uh, yeah. Drake. The casting for the uncharted movie is bad, bad in every way, but it's good to make them money. Because you have a chance of people going to see it with um, Tom Hollander mm-hmm. and um, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Also, who thought Marky Mark and his funky, funky bunch should be Sully? You dumbass son of a bitch. What? No, I thought... Playing... No, Marky Mark is playing Sully. I thought he was was going to no, be... Suppo- he was Hollander. supposed to be Drake. But then they changed Tom it. Holland, no, Tom Hollander's Drake. No, I know that now. Now he is, but it was supposed to be Marky Mark. I don't think he's in it. I am almost positive he's playing Sully. Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg offers first look at his Sully appearance. Really? Wow, that changed. <laughs> and Ooh. you're going to laugh. Dude, you're going to laugh at how bad this is. I'm going to send you the, the picture right now. It's so fucking bad. Oh, it's so off base. Are you ready? And I, I guarantee it's because it's because he's Marky Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. All right. And it's like I'm gonna send it to you on Facebook. So Antonio Banderas is in it too. Right. Take a look at him. All right. Brian Cranston's in it. What 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 have you gotten wrong about about Sully right there? Uh, well, he's, his hair's not gray. It, <laughs> he's not that's old. All you need. That's enough. That's enough. Mark Warburg doesn't want to look old because he wants to do shit. Sully doesn't do a lot of stuff in the mo- in, in Uncharted. Mm-hmm. He doesn't put up a lot of action. There's a few scenes where he shoots a gun and follows you around, but m- mainly Sully is there to be like, hey man, watch it, kid. You're going to get yourself hurt. It, it kind of works, though. Mm. He, he kind of does look like Sully. Yeah, without... <laughs> without no, gray hair. He doesn't have, it, without it, gray they color his hair, baby, but he doesn't look much like Sully. And also... I expect a Boston accent out of him, and Sully doesn't have a Boston accent. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. But then again, who knows? I, who knows? It's Hollywood. They might tell their own story when what they should be doing is tell the exact story of Uncharted One. That's all it should be. It should be the plane crashes with Tom's Tom Hollander, 
and the chick playing his wife, what's her name uh, in the game? Ellie? Not Ellie. Um, Elaine? Yeah. And it's the movie's them hunting down this dude, who I guess is going to be Antonio Banderas. Even more bad casting. If Antonio Banderas is that he's probably the heavy, the bad guy, mm-hmm. the bad guy in that movie is an Asian triad guy in that game. Well, maybe it's maybe it's like a prequel then, if because they do again, again you're making a huge mistake. We well, don't. No, as I know that. Of Uncharted. We don't want to see a prequel. You pricks. We want you to tell us the story of Uncharted one, then Uncharted two, then Uncharted three. You can fucking do that. The games are contained in a way where you can tell those stories in movie format and not screw it up. Mm-hmm. If you're telling a prequel, that means you got a director who said I want to make the Uncharted movie my way and no one said no we want you to make the uncharted movie you know like when someone reboots a a movie and they change everything about it because it's their interpretation of the movie Mm -hmm. fuck you that simple i don't want his interpretation of uncharted i want him to make uncharted I don't care if I sound like a dick about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. I, I want him to make Uncharted. The first game has a great story. They crash on the island and they're chasing down this dude. They're looking for it. They're in a race with this dude for a treasure. And then near the end, they start to realize that this dude is like, like halfway through the game, you realize this guy, he's no like treasure hunter. He's like straight up murderer, treasure hunter. And he starts trying to kill. Um, Drake and Ellie, Elaine. So mm-hmm. that I don't see how they can't write that into a perfect storyline. How can you not do a story about that? You do Indiana Jones on an island, yeah, done. pretty much with yeah. with zombie things. Yeah. yeah, they don't even need that. I mean, I would like it if they do, but they don't need to. They don't need to go into that if they don't like. If they want to keep it grounded in reality, they have enough yeah. bad with that guy trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. Could be good, who knows? So, anyway, yeah. Yeah, so, I think it is a prequel. Um, so, one thing real quick. So, what I've been checking out, I'll not going to be crazy long, because only thing I want to mention is Vinland Saga. Um, I finished Vinland Saga, and I do recommend anybody, actually, Grim was definitely right about this. It's definitely a great anime. 100% right. Now go watch Attack on Titan. Um, no, it's because it mixes, it's an anime that mixes with like historical events with anime. It's, it's, it's a super, super dark anime too. Like anybody wants to know, this is not meant for your kids to watch. You have to check out Attack on Titan. Yeah. I won't spoil anything for you, dude, but they go through three seasons of telling you of like making you feel and love these characters because they're the heroes. They're being hunted down and mercilessly killed mm-hmm. by these creatures. Then the fourth season starts and you're like, who are these people? And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. And then they, you start to get to know new people, these new people in a new land. And then you realize that they're the ones who have been killing Aaron's people, but only their military and then Aaron shows up and starts killing innocent people there, and it, all of a sudden he's no he he's not the the hero in your mind anymore because mm. he's mercilessly killing innocent people in revenge for what they did to him. Yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing, dude. You you need to check it out. I guarantee you. And now that you yeah. know my opinions are right. <laughs> oh, God, so no, but no, 
it made like Vinland Saga. It's like, and I would recommend anybody also check out the anime. I mean, not the anime, the manga. It's exact to the anime. There's like no difference. And so now I've continued on, and there is like there's at least like I'm spacing out how long the first season was with the manga, and there's close to two hundred uh, volumes out of the manga, which is about four seasons. So they're well ahead of the anime. Oh yeah, yeah. And the, um, next, the next season will deal with the slavery arc. Yes, yeah. That's what I'm actually almost through in the manga right now, um, where he is a uh, a slave. But yeah, he's a lot older. I, I think it's like four. Yeah, it's uh, no, it's three and a half years later. Remember that's where, to that's tamper your, up. Remember to tamper your expectations because there are there are immature stupid children assholes hmm. who are fans of this show who are getting who are like mad that the manga slows down from the brutality of the first season for the second arc not it's... understanding that this guy is not trying to tell a like a shojin jump murder anime he's telling a story about this kid's life and how he goes dark and then comes back from it yeah, and I guess the second the second arc is not not as much action, so don't expect to get great fights all the time. No, there's like almost like there's barely there's not much action at all, which is a little depressing because the fight seems a goddamn great man when he fights Thor kill the second time. Holy shit! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, but I love when he gets up and he wants to fight, and his arm just like flaps down it's like Dude, oh. you know what got me the most like, <laughs> that, oh, that almost made me tear it made me tear up a little bit like seriously it wasn't the part at the end when oscar lad died yeah it was when it was when bjorn died and oscar lads like at the last like oscar lad spends the entire show using these people all right because he has an army and he has a friend but throughout the whole show in your mind you like, oh, he doesn't care about any of these people. He hates Norsemen. He's just using these people and he just wants them to die. He doesn't care what happens to them. It's just a means to an end. And then Bjorn dies and he's like, Bjorn's like, I just wanted to be your friend. And he starts, and Oskalad does something you never expect. He starts fucking crying and he's like, You were my friend. You're my only friend. And I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I know. That was pretty crazy. Oskalad hates everyone. And I was like, I feel horrible right now. Yeah. Because this guy has a reason to be so mad. He's had a terrible youth. Oh, God, it's such a good show. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Screw yeah. you, you watcher of bad television. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anybody go check it out and definitely read the manga. It's really good. Um, so, okay. So, if anybody doesn't know the history of OnePlus, so they started out the same way. Um, uh, Carl P., well, they originally launched a website that nobody even knew what it was about. They launched a website kind of announcing their first phone, but we were like, "What? who are these guys? Um, because basically they were kind of say like flagship killer, this kind of thing. They gave all these cryptic like messages on their website. And their phone's um, phone was great. And, that, and it was great. And it actually did. It actually was a competitor to flagship phones for like a third of the price. And you had that one for a while. I did. I had it for like two years, and then I gave it to I gave yeah I gave it to Roland. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot how long he had it, but yeah. Um, that was a long time ago. Holy crap! <laughs> anyway, so that's how these guys started. So he gave a cryptic message, basically saying, um, his new company name is nothing. That's his company name. Um, oh, how stylish. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and he actually dropped a clue, uh, a tweet uh, about what the company's about. And he said, giant reset button. So this gives me an idea that he wants to go back to their roots in selling more economically priced phones. Okay. With a new co- with a new company, and keep one plus for their more high end phones. Well, I honestly don't see how they can't do that because the way the tech is nowadays, these phones should be cheaper. Yeah, and that's how they started. And that's like, and I think that's what he wants to do. Well, well, especially this should be an option. Like some people don't need all the, even a quarter, of the shit that are on these phones. Well, it's not even that. You can literally get a quarter, the most of the shit that's on these phones, for a, a cheaper price. Yeah, that's, like I, my Nokia was about one hundred fifty dollars, and it has like close to a lot of the specs a lot of the current phones have, pretty much. Yeah. So that's like the Poco yeah. phone that came out a few years ago for two hundred bucks. Yeah. It was literally everything. You you name it, it had it. The only problem was it yeah, wasn't. I paid a... twenty five bucks for my shitty phone. I only used the fucking. <laughs> find like places to eat and shit <laughs> uh, i don't need it for anything else like what am i gonna use it for i still want to try that that barbecue place that you like so much which one the one in uh coventry or whatever or greenwich uh, smoky bones no not smoky bones no oh t-bones no i don't think it's that i've i drove by it i just don't remember what it was yeah coming. right across from the walmart where no, the no, no. Used to be? no 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 no, this is in like a back road or something. But I don't know of any other barbecue places I go to, dude. Oh, was, yeah. And I hope you're not talking about the two that got shut down. No, because... no, 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 no. You used to talk about it all the time. It was. It might have been a pizza plate. I don't know. Ouch. You're not talking about uh, Black Sheep Barbecue, are you? No. But that was like a truck shop. I no. need to know what you're talking about now. I'll look it up. Wait, you're talking about right. the one in Richmond? Bazinga? No, 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 no. It's in it's in like Greenwich, Coventry area. Oh, yeah. There's Smoky Bones. There's T Bones, which, which doesn't exist anymore. They're gone. But yeah, Smoky Bones is still around. They're yeah. next door to freaking Olive Garden. You dipshit. Yeah, Smoky Bones is in uh, Warwick. Well, no, I'm pretty sure because there was the same no. owners that owned the one. Dude, down I just went to I just went no, to Frank's sm- Pizza like the other day. They were open. Smoky Bones is a chain restaurant. It's not that. One oh, step. No, it's not even close. But Aaron, anyway. name some barbecue joints I've been to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> back, not a barbecue joint. Uh, Aaron's like, oh, I have no idea then. <laughs> Thanks uh, for the help, baby. <laughs> I honestly don't fuck. Mm. I mean, mangoes, pizzas, and barbecue. I'll just I, continue. I have not I have not been to mangoes. It, it, it might be mango. It might have been mangoes. Like I said, it might have been a pizza place. That yeah, that's not yeah, a barbecue. Ma- yeah, but mangoes is a mystic. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. Mystic no, it's village. not. No, no. Um, cancel that. Yeah, I've been I have been to mangoes since the pandemic, but nothing. Oh well. I had one of the I got one of the grinders like six months ago. The new sandwiches are great, dude. The bread is so fucking good, Nate. Mm. Oh, they can't wait. I'll check out. I haven't gone there in so long. Uh Jesus Christ, I, I don't eat a lot of different places. No, you <laughs> anyway. should go there all the time. So, Walmart is expanding its robots. Robots for everything. So, they're robot-powered fulfillment centers to dozens of locations. So, Walmart is planning to increase the number of local fulfillment centers across the United States 
It announced on Wednesday's Walmart's approach to more localized fulfillment centers is a direct parallel to Amazon's strategy as both companies continue to face off amid increasing demand online orders. The fulfillment centers are warehouses that will either be built within or adjacent to existing retail locations. Well, we know that's not going to happen around here. <laughs> well, we don't know. Well, no, it's like not going to happen next to our store. That's just uh, not going to happen. It might well, happen in Coventry. Well, no, it could if they eventually do actually buy that Benny's and just take the rest of the parking lot, the whole thing. I don't think Westerly will let that happen. Well, no, this is the That's thing. the problem. No, this it will, because I think we will see a lot of changes like that. For instance, like there every year there's more young people on the town council. The only people holding a lot of these things back are the people that are like in their 80s and stuff on the town council. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones holding these things back. When they're gone, a lot of things are going to change in this town real fast. Uh, I don't think that's yeah, going to happen they, for a while. No, I, it will. It, it's it, one of these years. It'll be either within the next couple of years, probably, because there's more young people you see on that town council. Once they have a majority on it, it's going to be. And we all they, know how smart young people are. They are. Going to <laughs> Mr. Joe Biden, um, the president. They will. They will definitely push this town forward a little much like because it should be like like they've been trying to expand on that plaza where stop and shop is for like the last like four years and the town council keeps on shutting it down um when they were told the guy who owns that plaza was told he was going to be able to expand but we'll discuss that further no and he was like what the hell they've been wanting to put more stores in there like over and over again like we were supposed to get a market basket right by there Market Basket had all the plans. Everything was going to come down here and actually. What the hell over. is a Market Basket? Market Basket is a grocery amazing. store. It's a Holy grocery store. Holy crap! Uh, uh, like you're talking about, like one of the best grocery stores ever created. Okay. Well, in New England, at least. Yeah, yeah like I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess he's lying. It's no, 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 no. Market Basket's great. Market Basket's great. Why? Because it's cheap. No, uh, the prices no. aren't bad, but the food's like uh, they have a like when you walk in, they have like a. You can buy pizza. You can get a sandwich made for you. You can get all this food. It's delicious. It's uh, all fresh made. It's not yeah, like it's all fresh made. Crap. It's not prepackaged crap like Walmart sells. And then the uh, the hey, bakery has that. like hey, I'm not a Walmart lover, but this I've had their prepackaged sandwiches and stuff. They're not bad. Oh, they're terrible. What are you talking? Oh about? God, <laughs> don't don't ever try to make them. You'd probably puke. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty bad. Um. But uh, like their bakery, they ma- they make like they have like the fancy freaking like you could buy like a I don't even know like a ball with like a strawberry and there's like fancy drizzled well, par- chocolate things on McQu- it and stuff. McQuaid's bakery is the best example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like how big their bakery is, but better. Yeah. I haven't been McQuaid like you can get West- Wesley. Yeah, they do really well. Um, like and you can get like a fresh grind. Like I got. Easily one of the best steak and cheeses I've ever had at the market basket when we were at PAX last oh, year. Oh, that's right. Um, and it was like fresh made right there. I was like, holy crap, you can get this at a grocery store? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that, um, I love market basket. Let me know when they start open so- opening soap plants. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the new- oh, yeah. So anyway. Uh, yeah, Walmart films that started opening in 2019. I remember hearing about these things. Um, and they're basically to expand on their OGP like idea. 
like online grocery pickup, which you can get anything now pretty much, mm -hmm. uh, which is beyond blown up in the last couple of years. It's just like silly um, because it's convenient for people. Like instead of having to go when you get out of work, go to the actual store and walk around and get all your groceries, you can just. You can just swing I, by, park in the parking lot, someone get put your groceries in your trunk, and you drive off. But I like walking around because I like going in hungry and just picking up shit I would never pick up and be like, oh, I want to try that. No <laughs> shit. I like I actually, like I walk into Walmart, got... and I'm, I'm like hungry. I'm like, let's go look at the pastries, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and speaking of that, the debate we had on, on what do you call it, social media, I wasn't talking about the small bags. Of... Also, I'm just going to point the out. small bags? I don't care what you punk ass oh. bitches say. The muffin, the chocolate chip muffins from Walmart are goddamn good. Yeah, they I, are. They're pretty I good. do. They're pretty I do not eat chocolate chip muffins. They're pretty good. They're um, excellent. When I I buy like a four pack and it's gone before I get home. No, I'd rather a, a blueberry muffin. Um, I'm, but I'm no. sure they're good too. But yeah, yeah, they, they're they're, they're not good. that good. They're not that good. Just like the the cheesecake's excellent. Like you ever get those little cheesecake uh. Yeah, I get those on break every once in a while. I get those. Yeah, I get the turtle and the just French one. Yeah, those things are great. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. I see. I don't have anything against like their baking. They don't like, bake I, shit. What are you talking about? Well, well, no, they don't <laughs> bake anything. The shit they get you, jackass. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I just. I don't see. Up, it all tastes generic to me. The stuff they got. I don't know. Like I it's picked not up like it a, used to um, be. a black forest cherry cake last night Ugh. for my birthday. Yep. That shit's pretty good. See, I, I I'm not a fan of uh, uh, what do you call it? That type of frosting. I like whipped. I prefer whipped frosting. I don't like. Uh, well, that's whipped. That's no, that's no, no. Yeah, the Black Forest is whipped cream. You're no, it's not. Cream? It's yes, dude. I I literally just had a piece earlier. It's not it's whipped, whipped frosting. Cream. It's freaking uh the other frosting. No, no, it. I know the difference because I hate yeah. regular frosting. It's no, I, I know one uh, Grim's talking about. He's one, about the one there. They're prepackaged in the case. Those are actually fro those are yeah. Uh, it's it's got like chocolate shaving all whipped. over it. It's a chocolate yeah, those, cake with strawberries on uh, top of it. Must be a yeah, those one. are things covered with whipped cream. Yeah, those are whipped because a black forest. The black mind. forest cakes are terrible. They they got the buttercream frosting. Ugh. No, no, no. Those are the ones that we make, but not the. That's other a different ones. brand. Yeah. This is the, the. It's called black forest cherry. It's a type of cake. Ah. Yeah. Um, um, and I won't go. Trust me, I, I get that when I don't feel like going anywhere else. I don't want to spend thirty bucks. If mm -hmm. I got thirty-five bucks, I go up to Borelli's and I get myself like a triple fucking moose cake, <laughs> and I sit back and live in heaven. Okay. Because Borelli's, I don't even, dude, I hate coffee. I hate I hate coffee with a passion, right? I will go to Borelli's just to get a tiramisu cake because they're that freaking good. <laughs> yeah. Some good stuff. But I'm talking about food. I'm going to have to have a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right. It's good. The frozen cheese whipped cheesecake they carry. That's good. <laughs> but, yeah. Got a tangent about food there. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so more fulfillment centers, I'm sure are going to be coming to more areas more frequently because that is the future of retail. Um, so we'll get into more future things. So Virgin Hyperloop outlines how it thinks journeys will actually work in 2030. It's interesting. I just, I don't see, I see people traveling through, like you said, like the drone things more than a, another train. 
Well, well, with the train, there's just so much they got to build. There is, but once it's done, it's done. Um, Yeah, but they have to maintain that versus like something that flies, you just maintain the flight. No, no, you're right. But there's a reason like why like subways do so well and stuff. Um, Like, for instance, well, yeah, this goes underground too, right? Yeah, if you lived in city, if you lived in a city, right? And like a lot of people, like a good portion of people, like live in a city, a lot of them don't have cars. Why would you bother driving mm-hmm. a car? Which is terrible driving around anyway. Um, in oh, a city. shut up. Like, and if you just work at another part of town and your apartment's near a subway or near a hyperloop in this occasion, it w- and say if you're like work, maybe like 50 miles away, right? In the other end of the city, mm-hmm. um, you're and you can get on the hyperloop and get to work in like 10 minutes. Why wouldn't you do that? And it'd be economically cheaper. You know what I mean? Because it'd probably be way cheaper than paying uh, a flying cab fare, most likely. Maybe. Or an Uber. Or you a flying you, you Uber. don't know that because this is going to cost gazillions of dollars to, to, to make. Yeah, but yeah, but Bill, but like a lot, just like subways are cheap. Like they're going to not charge people a whole lot to run these because it'll make its money up in like no time. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I, I just so- I just don't see why they would waste their time building all this crap, which is gonna take years. When they yeah, can... but that's the same thing. Like, they said the same thing when they were building the subways, and then they made them economically cheap for people to ride because they made their money back within like a year easily because so many people used it. I just don't know if people are gonna use it. Why wouldn't they use it? They use a subway. Because once they get to their location, it depends on where they're going. Like, like you said, if they're going to a city, yeah. But if they're going to some place where they need a vehicle, then then why bother? But that's not the people. That's like, yeah. But the people don't use a subway for that. People use a subway all day in New York City to go back and forth through the city. I understand that, oh. but this isn't made for being a subway, Nate. This is far travel. They're going five hundred miles an hour. You're not going to go boom in a subway. <laughs> no, but that travels people, through but, the city. This is traveling no. hundreds of miles. Yeah, but I'm using the metaphor because it's going to be like an expansion on the same idea. Like, say if like you lived in a city or if you lived somewhere near a Hyperloop, but like you worked 50 miles away, mm-hmm. you can take the Hyperloop for cheap and just boom, you're there to work. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to have a car. You just boom, it's there. Or say if you live in like not a rural area, but semi-rural area like Warwick, which is city, but it's not city. city you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you wanted to go off at the other end of another city, but you're not going to drive there because you don't want to drive to the city like myself. Just take the Hyperloop and you're there and then you can go walk around and take the Hyperloop back. That's if, it ta- if that's if they have like a designated location where there's stuff around it. Well, that's what they do. Like for instance, like trains and subways are usually the hubs are put near locations where there's a lot of marketing. And if there's not, you'll see um, where they put train stations in, a lot of places pop up around them because people are getting off there and going, oh, I want to go there. That's how cities are formed, usually. Just like... Yeah, that really helps form cities. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, for instance, like South Station in Boston, like, there's so many things around South Station. It's, like, stupid. Okay, hold because up. Uh, Hold up. I don't want to cut you off, but I just want to point out that I just opened my first Yakuza business and I have a goddamn rooster as its company manager. There you go. That's Yakuza people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because most places know, like, a train station, like, for instance, like, where is our train station? Well, we have a train station and we don't, technically. Um, in Westerly. Uh, in Westerly. Yeah. But that's right in downtown where all the businesses are. 
You mean that's where they put these hubs? They don't put them in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, but it was also made like a long ass time ago. <laughs> yeah, but that's where they put like they don't put hubs in the middle of nowhere. They put them where businesses are because they you know I mean want to help people make yes, money. Yes, I mean. but but that they also did that long time ago when these buildings a lot of not not here but like a lot of these buildings didn't exist so you're gonna you're telling me that they're gonna make all these hyperloops but where are they gonna put them when the stuff's already built they're gonna have to tear down a whole bunch of stuff not exactly this is underground though this is not not all of it no but like there's plenty of spots like for instance like if you look in the city, there's always decommissioned buildings and stuff happening all the time. Even in like Providence, where mm -hmm. people like tear shit down and then build shit new up. Like that happens all the time. I just don't know all how I don't know how they do the underground shit. This well, it's a lot easier nowadays back in the days when they made subways. <laughs> I can tell you that. Oh, I'm sure. That was is. actually that was mostly a lot of that was manual labor, which gotta be holy crap, that'd have been tough. Well, it's, it's still kind of manual labor, but they have those big like diamond cutting freaking Yeah, now we have giant ass crane drills and shit like that. <laughs> crane drill. I don't even know <laughs> what they are. They're huge. They it's that thing that that guy in the Incredibles drives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> <laughs> that mole thing. <laughs> I don't remember what they're called, but yeah, they're there's these huge things to actually drill into. Yeah. I don't know. It just sounds like a lot of money. To, to, to make it when they could go another route. Yeah, but you know, think how much money they're going. Once that thing opens, holy crap. Or the think how much money they don't have to spend to just get like a flying drone. And all the money that they'll make on top of what they just didn't spend. Yeah, but those things break down their constant maintenance. So like, do overall... trains. <laughs> yeah, but the maintenance is a lot easier. It's like if you look at like you have to look at like Watch a documentary on the subway system sometime. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, I'm sure they fix you, those all the time. No, I know. But if you look at the amount of money make, they make compared to like the cab system, like, holy crap. It's like ridiculous. Well, well, the cab system is completely broken anyway. Well, now it is. I'm talking about when they were both on equal like even, even before Uber, they were they were yeah. they sucked. No, I know, but like in a city, though, they were essential. But like, mm -hmm. if you looked at the amount of money, not counting like tips or anything, the subway business like raked in rakes in so much money, it's like stupid. And they spent a lot of money originally building all those subway rails and everything. A lot. I wonder if but, I wonder if it's gone down since they started making all those like uh, scooters and the shit like that. Like you know, I can um, like rent no. a scooter and rent a bike. Yeah, but they started. Yeah, but they didn't really go down. They actually want to uh, leave some of that because subways in generally, a lot of them are crowded. Yeah. Um, and that's not great for pastors. So the idea is to actually uh, leave some of that. So to get people moving other ways. Uh, um, so that's a whole other problem. When too many people are using your service. <laughs> anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog. Two. Shit, no one should watch it. Good. No, it, was, it was good. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was and good. I, it was. I liked it. I could give you the fair opinion. It was fucking terrible. Well, it did very well. <laughs> it did. It did. It did. Look, it was you actually... have to understand. Part of my saltiness is that we got a goddamn Sonic the Hedgehog movie for games that aren't any good. Before we got a goddamn Zelda movie. Well, you hate Sonic games, I, dude. So even if you love Sonic games, do you think a what do you think should have got a movie first? Sonic the Hedgehog or The Legend of Zelda? 
One has a story. The other one has a hedgehog running in a line for eight levels and then killing a guy. Well, Nintendo probably wouldn't release it. That's the problem. It just baffles me. I guarantee you people have wanted to make Zelda. Like, they're finally doing it, what, on Netflix or something like that? No, no, no. That's just a rumor. Oh, because they're saying it. But I guarantee it's because Nintendo wouldn't release it. Yeah, that's just a rumor, the one on Netflix. But anyway... Yeah, no, Grimm's right about that. I would definitely prefer that. But it, what, but as a movie, it means, I mean, it's what it is, and it's the one of the. It is actually the best-selling video game movie of all time. That doesn't make it good. Um, name a good video game movie. The original Mortal Kombat. They're all bad, dude. <laughs> well, hey, th- we're talking about the best video game. video game. Tomb Raider wasn't uh, bad. The new, the newest one. Um, the newest one wasn't. I mean, the old ones weren't bad either. But I mean, I liked it better in that other movie. <laughs> um, Sonic was the last movie I saw in theaters. Oh wow! Yeah, Wing Commander was a better movie. Ugh, Not at all. God, garbage. No. <laughs> that was. Hold up. That's because that's how bad that movie Sonic. No. Was. No. Oh. Uh, no, no. Hell, Street Fighter was better than friggin' Wing Commander. Damn, <laughs> uh, and that was absolutely horrific. Hey, dude, Street the cutscenes in the Wing line. Commander game were better. <laughs> dude, Street Fighter has the greatest line in the history of movies. I'm gonna kick Bison so hard in the ass that the next Bison wanna fe- wanna be it's gonna feel it. <laughs> well, actually, wait, no. The Dragon Ball live action was pretty bad too. Oh, oh. my God, that doesn't exist. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> that doesn't exist. Oh, <laughs> uh, but it does. Oh my god! How do you screw up that movie? Why don't you just tell me a five-minute story about how how Goku and Vegeta hate each other, and then give me an hour and a half of them beating the piss out of each other? Done. Yeah, yeah. They. I don't know how they screw those movies up so bad. Um, and like I, I was saying, actually, with- I can I can tell you how they screwed it up. Are you ready? This is the same reason why that, that Mortal Kombat movie is going to suck. Because they should be a TV series. We should be getting a 10-episode season from Netflix, Amazon, HBO, one of the big big players of Mortal Kombat. To yeah, get well, time to develop the characters and the yes. story so you get hooked and excited for what's going to happen. You can't yeah. do that in a two-hour movie. Yeah, and like, for instance, like, you can, <laughs> and, and Grimm's completely ran that. Think how, like, mediocre cobra kai would have been if it was just like karate kid five yeah you wouldn't get you wouldn't have time to develop the characters that's the problem with all these tv uh, these movies like movies are becoming there's a movies are becoming a problem where you don't want anything significant in a movie anymore because if you if someone says we're going to do a new lord of the rings movie i'm gonna go I'd rather you do a 10-part TV series so that you can really dive into the characters. Yeah. Because your movie is not going to give me everything I need to know about these characters and get me connected enough to care when when it comes time to care. Exactly. And in epic fantasy, you need that. You can't just do, like, two not hours. Not epic fantasy, but just, like, even if it's just a big... Say it's a cop movie. You want to do a movie about, like... No, say you want to do a movie about gangsters. Like, another Goodfellas. I'm still gonna go. I'd be you'd be better off telling this story in a ten part uh, mini series, because you'll give me more time to learn about these characters and grow to like certain characters before shit happens. That's why Sopranos is the best freaking mafia thing. Period. By the way, I need you to get Sopranos. 
I'll add it. Also, I have a list of stuff that my girlfriend wants, but I don't know if you'll want to do it. I'll just throw it at you, and you can do what you want. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be forceful and make you think I want a whole bunch of shit. But um, I've got a list of a bunch of series she loves. Um, is she into reality TV shows? No, this is stuff like, um, let's see, Two Broke Girls, Veronica's Closet. <laughs> Two oh. Broke Girls. Growing Pains, Family Ties. No, I'm just reading off some stuff that, you know, I'll give you the list, Aaron. Oh, yeah, 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 stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Okay. She doesn't watch reality television. She doesn't have to worry about that shit. <laughs> so the, well, uh, there, there the, is one on there. The number one rate, the number one most rated video game movie uh, on, uh, you know, critics and fans is the Angry Birds movie 2. Oh, Jesus. Number two is one. Detective Pikachu. Oh God! Number three That's is Sonic the Hedgehog. Like you can't call it a video game movie because they took Pikachu and threw him in a thing that doesn't exist and have him play. And they made a like a really like like okay semi good mobile game into a movie. Come on now, what the hell? And then Sonic is number three, Tomb Raider is number four, Rampage is number five. I just don't like Rampage. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly this really. Should be this should be what we finish the podcast on because I just don't understand how these people can't do this. I don't get like you can't tell me that you can't write a simple fantasy story about an evil like leader of a of a desert tribe of warriors who decides to to invade High Hyrule and kill the king and take his kid his his daughter captive and a hero rises to fight against them. How can you not turn that into a series and make it entertaining? Because Nintendo has to allow it. Yeah, but that's no, the thing. No, besides that. even What, what do you mean? Oh. You, you, who says they haven't done this? Nintendo yeah, won't release it. Because, because I can guarantee you that nobody's come to Nintendo doing it right. I'm saying, how can you not do it right? Let's say it's not Nintendo, all right? Okay, let's say World of Warcraft. How the fuck did no one in that meeting say, hey, we should really be doing this as a TV series because there's way too much lore in World of Warcraft to put it all into one fucking movie? Yeah. Like, like I don't... The movie was great. If you watch that movie, you're like, oh, this is awesome. But it wasn't... It It's skipping too much stuff. Yeah, like, how imagine... Did, how did no one sit down... Because I make no money, dude. I work at fucking retail. If you give me a quarter of these these douchebag directors and writers' money, I'll sit down and in five minutes go, yeah, we got to put this on TV. Get it done. Hmm. And I'm a goddamn genius. I, I don't understand how these people are so Somebody bad says not. some things don't translate well into live-action films. How do you turn yes. all the enemies into something real for Link to fight? I'm like, are you kidding me? It's called CGI. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he's, he's right to a degree. But that's what, what you do is you rework it and you make sure you work with the right enemies. So we know if you if you're fans, you know that that in some of the lore, Ganon is of the Garuda tribe, right? Yeah, he's a real human. And you know that the he has soldiers. So yeah. what you do is you build the plot of the first season around Ganon invading, destroying Hyrule and killing the king and Link fighting off his soldiers trying to save the princess. It's not that hard. You make most of the villains his soldiers. And then you have a couple of, instead of having him go through all these different dungeons everywhere, 
you just have him go for a couple things. Like he's he's told about the Master Sword and about the shield that you always get, and he has to find them. And then you just focus on a couple of down to earth villains, like a dragon guarding the sword or something. There's ways you could do it. I'm saying if you took a couple of competent writers to sit down, I don't see how you couldn't make it fit into a TV series. Because a- Nintendo let them do it with Mario and it failed miserably. And the yeah, track but- record of video game movies is pretty bad. So they, they're, they don't want to okay. release it. Take, take them out of the equation, Bazinga. You can't. Like it's their, pr- no, it's their stop. thing. What up? Stop. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying nobody out. can. I'm not saying that there's nobody out there that can actually write a good thing. That, but Nintendo won't let it I'm, happen. I'm saying ignore the fact that I'm talking about Zelda. Say, go with any one of these other companies who has sat down and said we want you to make a game out of our movie. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did they screw it up every time? How the hell did they screw up Mortal Kombat? Forget about. Hey, it's Mortal Kombat. It has a story. Don't write it about a tournament. Instead, write it about the invasion of Mortal Kombat 3. They did. It was terrible, remember? No, but they did it wrong. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They did it badly. Well, they also didn't have the technology we do now. You don't need the, the writing, technology. You, the, di- the acting was so bad Dude, in that movie. I'll, gi- I'll give it to you like, right now. You, you all did any of you watch, did any of you watch Defenders? Defenders? Marvel's Defenders. No. Oh, yeah. The, the, the show okay. on, on Netflix? There you go. Yeah. But Mortal Kombat. Okay, so instead of it being about a tournament, the invasion starts and it the, the whole the whole season takes place over a course of like a few days. And like Johnny Cage, Liu Kang and Sonya Blade are trapped in the city and they're trying not to be killed by the invading forces and they fight people. You can write that into a good story. They did it with freaking Daredevil. Like these comic book shows have had stories that are outrageous, mm. like they're outrageous stories. And they managed to make them work. How the hell did they make a blind superhero fighting a fat dude be so badass in the first season? Yeah. It can be done. It's just the people doing it. They're hiring people who aren't fans and don't think out of the box. And or they, fi- they, or they think they're fans and they have this weird vision on, oh, I want to change it and do this. Like I said, all you have to do is take like it, like a Lord of the Rings and imagine that you have that same setting, but instead of Lord of the Rings, it's Link on Epona trying to find and trying to save find the princess. She's been taken by Ganon. Ganon has destroyed the castle, and he's living in the castle. He's killed the king, and the countryside is in upheaval. And he's the only one that's not like they're hunting him because he's the last person fighting back. You can write a story around that. And this this is how they'll they'll mess it up. Link will end up in New York City, <laughs> and 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 uh, you know Zelda is gonna be some uh, girl in the the rich town. <laughs> they'll, oh, they'll make it like a they'll make it in today's today's day and age, not in like oh. the the the, I, the I'm way. I'm a firm believer that anything can translate if you if you find. And I know the the phrase "find do it right" is just like yeah, you do it right. Get good. How do you fucking know you're doing it right? <laughs> But I'm saying that they should be able to sit down and vet these people and find something with a passion to do it right. A good example would be that Dragon Quest movie, your story. I've played Dragon Quest V like nine times. The only thing wrong with that movie is that it's a movie and not a series because they had to cut a good chunk of the game out. Hmm. But it's still... Well, the original creator helped. The original, 
yeah, the original creator helped on that, didn't he? Yeah, it felt like I was yeah. watching a Dragon Quest game. Yeah, and they're doing it. Like they do it. They do it to manga all the time. They're doing a Dragon Quest manga right now. That's an anime. Um, it's a remake of one from like 1980, and it's uh, 1990, and it's excellent. I've watched like three episodes of it, and it, it feels like Dragon Quest in every single way. Ooh, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll I'll show you what it is, so you can check it out. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. Like I feel like it's just the wrong people in charge. That's what it is. No, no, it's very true. Like I yeah, they just yeah. And then but, you got people dumb enough buying like um, they're going out of their way to buy Battleship and like Space Invaders. <laughs> you're picking you're picking the wrong stuff. Sure, you can say some stuff don't translate because they haven't figured it out yet. Why don't you start with something simple that already has a deep storyline to it? Did yeah, you like, did you would... see Battleship? It had nothing. Oh, yeah, it was about well, aliens. Why... <laughs> yeah, but why why would you pick? rampage out of all games yeah like that that's why i'm saying it doesn't make any like, goddamn sense because like, that's the license they were able to get you, you pick zelda of course zelda can't be picked so hell you should be doing a tomb raider tv series think yeah, about how they're actually they're TV. actually making a cartoon uh, anime on netflix imagine how good <laughs> an actual tomb raider tv series would be if it was just about her pro- problem solving her way through a treasure hunt that culminates with her going into a tomb at the end of the season to do a treasure hunt mm. and coming across other people trying to do it too they're making it's a netflix is making a tomb raider anime and i'll prove my point because there's a show called blood um blood and sand i think it's called a blood and treasure yeah, yeah it's yeah. not great but it's not bad it's a pretty decent um, hey, this dude is Nathan Drake and this chick is his girl and they're hunting down treasure. It's not bad. So it can be done. It it can but I what I was gonna give an example with is something they possibly could get the rights to is Elder Scrolls. If yeah, that's done could, properly, that could be a great TV series. Yeah, you could do a simple El- oblivion. Yeah. That. Yeah. But there's a lot of them you could do. Like, dude, I'm the kind of person, like, you could do a Double Dragon TV series. You could tell a story about, about kids growing up in a rough neighborhood be and a gang is harassing and hurting people, and these kids start fighting back. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, like, a local dojo where these kids, yeah, they could do that, yeah. 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 Their master gets killed in the second season by the gang. Not the <laughs> crappy Double Dragon movie they made. No. Oh my god, that thing was terrible. Like, how'd they screw that up? I don't even know how they But Alyssa up. Milano I- was in it. Come on. Oh Look, hold up. Alyssa Milano was not a mistake in that movie, but hiring Andy <laughs> Dick was. Her walking around in da- Daisy Dukes is perfectly fine. <laughs> oh like right, we're done, dude, because I got stuff to do. <laughs> Alright, yeah, we reached the end of the podcast. Like I was saying, the snort snippet we got, we saw Sub Zero making a sword out of his ice, and that's all we saw. Uh. I just don't think it should be a movie, man. It could be so much better as a TV series. No, it should. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But we'll see what and happens. You could have an episode where they give you the background on 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 mm. freaking Sub Zero and Scorpion and why the clans hate each other. Yeah, you can't get that background in a goddamn movie except for two minutes. I would love a TV series just based on the cl- uh, the clan war. That would be awesome. But that's and a whole. Other all thing. we got is that other th- that the the. Uh, YouTube videos. Well, the Mishima series was pretty good. I like that. Which is... Dude, they made a Street Fighter YouTube series, and it's better yeah. than most TV series. Made yeah, by the same people. It's the same by Mishima. Made They're gone, things. though. Mishima's gone. Yeah, yeah. 
No, the guy, the guys doing the the Street Fighter on Go on. They're working on a new one. You're you're no, getting the wrong series. No. I'm talking about Avenging Fist, Nate. Avenging Fist is not made by Mashigama. Cinema. No, it's not. Street Fighter Avenging Fist is was made is made by someone else, and they're working on an actual series right now. I think it was on Mashigama, but it's not. It wasn't made by them. You're thinking of the wrong one because there are a couple of them. No, Assassin's Fist was on. It was on Machinima. Yeah, yes, it but it wasn't made by them. Um, they probably were working with the group that originally did it, but and had the rights to it, but they probably don't anymore because they're gone. Yeah, Machinima yeah. is gone. Yeah, they probably so they don't have so these probably got they probably gained the rights back once Machinima was defunct. No, Manga UK are the ones that made it, but it was on Machinima. They own this, and they are working on a part two. Real quick, before we end, let me just. All right, that was that's resurrection, but there's another one coming. There's also, so don't be confused with the movie Avenging Fist. <laughs> this is Assassin's Fist. Assassin. No, there's a movie Avenging Fist too that came out in 2001. Um, there was one called Resurrection, which is the one that tells the story of. Uh, Charlie, but I could have swore the main one that you're thinking of the one about the story about Akuma. No, that's what Assassin's Fist is. That's Assassin's Fist. That's about Akuma. They made a sequel called Resurrection, which is about Guile and the resurrection of um, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, yeah, 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 yeah. If you do it right, oh, what. Anyway, apparently, apparently it's on hold because of working with studios. People are they're, they're messing with what they're doing. Mm-mm. Well, that's just funny. But God damn it, those guys know what they're doing. That shit was good. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens. I have hope for the Mortal Kombat movie. We also got real quick a small snippet of the Sopranos like prequel TV series too in that trailer. Um, hopefully, we're gonna get we're gonna get more excited about. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get more information, though, as all these trailers start to release, as their lineup starts showing up. So hopefully they're going to release more. Dude, um, I just but... found out today that they got his kid to play to play him in the in the show. Yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, okay, now I'm even more hyped for this. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be interesting. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Um, hopefully in the next couple weeks, we're going to get a whole lot more trailers from them. So that's been all the tech news and the gaming news. For this week, we hope you have enjoyed this week's talking gaming and tech and pop culture-esque and our rants on food and whatever else we talked about <laughs> and anime and whatnot. So we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, remember, you can find us on social media, get Tech Geeks on Twitter. And if you're listening on Spotify or if you use Anchor, I don't think a lot of people use Anchor. Um, that's also owned by Spotify. But or whatever podcast app you use, you can give us a rating and let us know what you think of the podcast and share it out on social media. So, if you have a YouTube, there will be videos eventually, eventually. So, go check out all the old ones, like them, subscribe, wait with, I don't know, just keep waiting. (laughs) Eventually. So, but until two weeks from now, on a Wednesday, at (laughs) 6 o'clock, on the East Coast, we will be live, twitch.tv slash gettechgeeks, with more talking gaming and tech. So, until then. For the latest and greatest in gaming and tech, get tech to everyone.